moment. moment. Of clarity. Of clarity. What's happening, my people? It's your man, Stefan G. And you are tuned in to another eclectic episode of Moment of Clarity right here on the Promised Life Network. Moment of Clarity and Tina just put me in my place, man. She called me out, like effectively called me out. She was like, am I the only one that prays before we start the show? And I was like, uh, oh, you might be. man. <laughs> I was like, safe, maybe. They ain't safe. <laughs> That's why God sent her here. I guess so. Because... <laughs> Had a couple of heathens sitting in the studio talking about Jesus, talking about Jesus <laughs> with no prayer life. <laughs> so I'm excited about today's show. It is good to see you, Tina. It is good to see you, Mike. Uh, we are looking forward to the return of Joy. She's not back yet, but she says she's coming home. So we're looking yes, forward to Joy bring coming her back. Jesus, bring uh, she had a lot of things going on in life. Uh, so you, pray for her. Don't talk about it. Just pray for her. Amen. Um. Excited about today's show because we get to talk about something. And it seems like all of these shows have kind of been building on each other, which I like. Um, Look at God. We were just talking about, I don't really like throwing new topics every week. It's something I used to do. And I don't appreciate it because you don't get time to digest. You know what I mean? Mm -hmm. You don't get time to really take it in and apply it to your life and make sure that you are walking in whatever the word has said. And according to Stefan, it takes longer than a week to digest. According to stuff, does it take you longer than a week to digest? Yes or no? I told you yes. It takes me a, a good strong week. That's a whole that's it. That's weeks. all it takes is a week. Yeah, I and can. you got it, man. Look good to go. Ain't won't he do it? <laughs> <laughs> he does it all the time. <laughs> but um, so today we're talking about faith and focus. Um, we started out kind of just talking about focus, but then when we felt like the Lord was leading us to a particular scripture on focus. We realized we had to kind of incorporate faith into that because we had to figure out what we are focusing on, basically. But the topic came up because we recognized um, in our lives, in the lives of our loved ones and the people around us, yes, we have often found ourselves in positions where we're just trying to do too much. We team too much. Mike, yeah. we are working on team too much. Hashtag doing the most. You know, we doing the most and you're trying to run a, uh, you're trying to write a book mm. about healing your heart while you work at your job at Red Lobster, mm. while you try to run your business that is a uh, accounting firm, mm. while you try to- Raise a family. Raise a family. And then you also have this other goal in mind that you're trying to do. You want to run a 10K- you know, learning German, right? We're trying to speak a new language, <laughs> learning German all the time that you want to travel and see the world. <laughs> and I'm waiting on Mr. Or Mrs. Wright to come along. So I'm trying to get myself ready for marriage. And it's just too much. I'm just saying Proverbs 31 woman did it all though. She sure did. She and you did. know what the Bible said? Who can find? <laughs> that's for everyone out there because I was reading Proverbs 31 on the 31st and I was just like this is just too much <laughs> I'm, just, I'm not shooting for this goal but, and it's not to say that you shouldn't have a diverse repertoire right it's not to say that you shouldn't have diverse a goals $10 word yeah <laughs> repertoire. 
diverse goals and things that you're after and places that you want to go and things that you want to do. But if you find yourself actively focusing on each one of those 14 things all at the same time, you can sometimes find yourself not being so effective in life. Amen. So true. Is it? It is. How so? Because you can't manage everything. Something's going to fall behind the wayside. Something's not going to be able to be productive that week. And then if you do something when you have 10 other things on your mind, you're not going to do that thing in excellence. What causes people to be that way, though? What causes people to find themselves in that position where they're trying to start a blog, start a podcast, write a book, run a business, um, raise a family, you know what I'm saying? Like all that stuff all at the same time. And they're all on different segments of industry, you know what I'm saying? Like they're trying to start a blog about Jesus. They want to start mm-hmm. a podcast about how to build a great website. They want to write a book about, you know, their biography. They want to run a business that, you know, is a, uh, I don't know, a project analysis firm. And what causes somebody to be in that space? I think that it has a lot to do with trying to find control, trying to gain control in your life without having full, true direction from God. Really? You think that's what it is, trying to gain control? I mean, if you're asking me, that's yeah. what I would say that it's it's trying to say, okay, well, God told me this, but I see these opportunities. Someone said something to me the other day that says not every opportunity is an opportunity. Oh, it could absolutely. be just be a distraction. Absolutely. I believe so, that fully. But we get caught in that circle where it becomes something where you're like, oh, well, if I don't take this opportunity or maybe an opportunity will be produced from this, so let me stay here. And it's that fear of leaving one thing. That's the word. Yep. yep. She Y'all said it. waiting for me to say it? Like, <laughs> no, but when we you just, said, when it, you said it, 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 yeah, when you said it, it came up. That's the word. Fear. That's what it is. Fear. What is it? FOMO? Yeah. Fear, fear of missing, of missing out. out. Yep. Yeah. That's what it is. That you're afraid you're going to, if this opportunity, well, if I don't do this and I don't do this, and you know, podcasts are real hot right now, so I should do a podcast, but they told me I'm supposed to write a book so I can establish my credibility, so I'm going to write a book, but I'm supposed to be running this business, and I'm trying to create a foothold in this business, and yeah, fear of missing out. And if you got too many heirs in your life, you're going to be everywhere. Like, whoever has access to you has access to your heir. It's it's like... um a stock portfolio. We think the principles for a stock portfolio, which is diversification, mm. will apply to our everyday lives. That if we diversify, one of them could do exactly. really well. <laughs> right. And that's the exactly. thing is we're trying to put an egg in every basket just in case this is the basket that pops yeah. off. You know what I'm saying? But the question then becomes, what is it that we're afraid of? Do you see this? Do you see this? I have to take a Do you a see what's going on right now? Why you got to hate on me right She's now? She's selfieing. Mm-hmm. We'll wait. I need everyone I'm a, I'm to know dude. that I speak to God in public. Look, I, I, I'm a millennial too, but I don't, I don't you understand hate millennials. I do. Pastor Mike, it's fun don't to throw hate on us. We're together. Listen, I love I'm, millennials. I don't. I'm an older millennial. Oh, Some of that's beyond me. Yeah, he's elder millennial. Well, I, I just, just got back on social media, so I gotta let them know when they see my face. Like oh, where she like at? Like people taking pictures oh, yeah. of their food. I just don't get it. <laughs> you do that, don't you? But so the question then becomes, though, what is it actually that we're afraid of and where does that fear come from? You know what I mean? Because if we're afraid of missing out, then why are we afraid of missing out? What are we worried that is going to happen if we miss out? Is it that 
we're not going to be successful? Is it that we're going to yes. operate in lack? Is yes. it that we're going to be poor? Are we yes. The wrong is it direction? that we're going to be? Uh, is nobody's going to ever know who we are? Yes. Mm-hmm. Is it that? It's all good. <laughs> <laughs> Send this up. Say real one quick. that's not right yet. <laughs> <laughs> so, so it's all of those things. Yes. I think so. I would agree. At least it I'm has trying been to get for me. Quote. Would you say you're trying to get what? A really good quote that was given by opportunity. Oh, okay. But continue. She's looking at memes, I bet. <laughs> I am not that much of a millennial. I can't believe passing the mic y'all right now. <laughs> Mr. 80s, man. But He's yeah, a- so I, I do believe that it is a, I think you're right. I think it's a combination of all those things. I think it's, for some people it's this, for some people it's that. I think a lot of people are trying to make those opportunities out of a fear of lack. You know what I'm saying? Maybe mm-hmm. they've never had enough money and they're worried that they're not going to ever have enough money. And so they're trying to put all their eggs in all the baskets. And you know what, too, what I've heard is that some people say there's always those great stories that says, just when I thought I was going to give up, oh, boom, yeah. something happened, I made it. You never know when you're on that cusp of this could be the greatest opportunity, but once I walk away, that's it. I deny all chances of this becoming successful. So it is a fair. I guess that still goes back to being fearful. Yeah, it does. Yeah. So, so, so what you're saying is we need to be focused. Pastor Mike, is that what he's saying? Is that what I'm saying? I mean, yes. We need to be focused. And I I'm, think so. Because I'm not necessarily saying focus on only one thing. You know what I'm saying? Ideally, if you have one thing that you can focus on, great. Focus on that thing. But I'm not I, I'm not saying it has to be only one thing. You can have a couple of things that you're focused on. You know what I'm saying? But seven, nine, I would think it's 12, not even, no. Being not only focused, but being steady and staying on that path and not letting other opportunities push you off that path as well because you can meet people that are focused and they get tons of opportunity their way and they can't decipher well should i stay on this path or go to the next am i going to be missing out well and i think that goes back to now we can talk about what this show is actually about which is faith and focus right and so i think in order to avoid that the first thing we have to do is have faith in order to avoid that, the first thing we have to do is have faith. And contrary to what a lot of people, contrary to how a lot of people define faith, in order for you to have faith, there has to have been a word of God that comes first. Because faith is the substance, right? Go and ahead. the evidence. <laughs> Why are you shouting? You I ain't even said that. I felt that. <laughs> So faith is the substance of things hoped for and the evidence of things not seen, right? Mm -hmm. But we try to treat faith like it's the hope, not the substance of the hope. We try to treat Mm. it like it is the hope. Like if, you know, we come up with an idea in our head and we just say, I'm going to have faith that God's going to do that. But why? Mm. Just because you came up with it in your head? In order for you to have faith, there has to be some foundation for your faith to stand on. And that foundation is the word of God. What's the substance of things hoped for and the evidence of things unseen? I mean, that could be taken out of context. It, it really oh, has been. Yeah, I'm sure I was about to say, I'm sure it has been. So let's straighten up. Let's just set, the, let's just set it straight. Go ahead. Um, go ahead, set it straight. Well, I thought you were going to give us a scripture so we no, can. No, go ahead. I, you you part of the show, too. <laughs> well, thank you. Thank you for having me here today. Uh, if we turn to, let me stop. But, um... Okay, when you think about it, like let's say, for example, if God didn't give you the word that you were looking for, give you the direction that you need, 
and you're just hoping for something to happen in this direction and then another opportunity comes the enemy can swiftly tell you that this opportunity came from god look how it happened look how right. it came together exactly. you know this is where you need to go right because and, and going back to what i was saying about faith being the substance right mm -hmm. so we treat faith like it's the hope and we use faith like it's a synonym for hope Right. Yeah. I have faith that this is going to happen and I have faith that that's going to happen. But the truth is, we're just hoping that it's going to happen. But in order to have faith, what does the Bible say? It says in Romans that faith comes by what? Hearing and hearing by what? The word of the Lord. Right. Faith <laughs> comes by hearing and hearing comes by the word of God. Yes. And so if there has not been any word of God, if God has not spoken to you through his word or through his spirit, that you are supposed to do this thing, Come on, then Stephon. you're not having faith, you're Come having on, hope. Stephon. I love that. Repeat. Rewind. You want to say it again? <laughs> if God has not spoken uh -huh. directly to you through his word or through his Holy Spirit that you are supposed to do this thing, then you are not having faith, you are having hope. And it's the reason that you are so easily removed from your focus because you don't have any foundation for it to stand on. There is no word from God. There is no substance for you to hope on. There's nothing there. Yeah, it's always like um, it's always like broad things like riches or right. Success. stability or yeah, yeah, and, or fame. security, comfort. These are not. We think they're specific things, but you're just hoping for generalities. You're right. hoping for, there's no substance to exactly. those things. For instance, I'm going to use uh, Tina as an example because I'm required by her contract to do that once a show. <laughs> so <laughs> Never saw this contract. We were, <laughs> we were talking before the show and Tina was talking about DC. And I asked her, what do you like about DC? And she said, <laughs> it's the vibe. And I was like, well, what the heck is I that? I love D.C., y'all. What's the, what's the vibe? She was like, well, it's the culture. And I was like, well, what is that? That doesn't tell me anything. But that's how we do our faith. You know what I'm saying? We put it on success. We put it on comfort. We put it on security. We put it on uh, all of these generalities, and we're just hoping that these things are going to happen. And even when we become specific, it's still hope because it's not something that we've drawn from the Lord. It's not something that the Lord has spoken to us. If the Lord said to you, Michael, I want you to start a radio show. That's right? specific. Yes, that's very specific. But it's not very specific as well, right? Because then it's up to Mike to determine what's the radio show about. Yeah. How's this radio show go? Back to God. How long is the radio show going to be? You know, if he wants me to start a religious radio show and I start talking about a home cooking show, Right. You're not following directions. Right. And then you're going to sit and you're going to be like, oh, I have faith that this is going to be successful. But why? When people tell you they have faith, ask them why. I have faith that God is going to do this in my life. Why? Because I believe he will. Why? Did he say it to you? Because if, if the answer doesn't, you can ask them why 16 times. And if after time number 15, the answer doesn't come down to because God said, then you're just hoping. Mm. You're just hoping. And so you put yourself in a position to lose focus. You put yourself in a position to lose focus because you have no foundation. You have nothing rooted and grounded, right? Doesn't the Bible say that we're supposed to be rooted and grounded in faith? Yeah, so we're supposed to be Doesn't rooted and, and grounded, grounded in, in God's him. word. Yeah. yeah. We're supposed in to be rooted. Where is it at? Uh, Colossians something something. Yes. Colossians 2 and 7, right? I was just going to say that. New, <laughs> New International Version says, rooted and built up in him, right? 
The King James Version says, rooted and built up in him and established in faith, right? So we're supposed to be rooted and grounded in God, established in faith. So we're rooted and grounded in God, established in the word that he's spoken that we're standing upon to carry out the thing that he's told us to do. And if you don't have a word from God, you're just hoping. Or if you don't go back to God and get exactly what he means, like you said a while ago, if he tells you to do a radio show, if he's not going to tell you what kind of radio show, then you're just hoping. You don't don't know what you're doing. You just know what direction you're going. Right. And sometimes he'll do that because sometimes he'll say, go to a place that I will show you. Right. And so he'll say, start a radio show. And he wants you to go through the trial and error of starting the radio show to discovering the place that you're supposed to be. Because remember, we talked about a couple weeks ago. God wants you to love the good and the bad of life. He doesn't just because he says do this does not mean automatic success. Sometimes Mm -hmm. it means growth. Sometimes it means maturity. Sometimes it means experience. Sometimes it means intelligence. Sometimes it means wisdom. Sometimes it means knowledge. It doesn't always mean success. God is more concerned about your holiness than he is your happiness. But Joel Osteen told me. (laughs) (laughs) Sorry. Uh, it's I, the you're truth, right. though. You're, you're exactly right. No one wants to hear, though, that, you know, God is going to tell you to go in direction and that direction may fail. But that's why we have to get a greater understanding of God and what he wants in our lives. Because if I can accept, if I, if I can take the time to truly take it into my heart that God wants me to enjoy all of the aspects of life, all of the aspects of life include the good and the bad, right? My car broke down the other night, like Saturday night, right? I, I was went wondering to go see, where your car was. Yeah, I went to go see a movie. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I went to go see a movie. I pulled out of the parking spot. As soon as I pulled out of the parking spot, it stopped working, right? Couldn't crank it up anymore. Mm. Get it to the shop. The shop's like, it's going to be $1,000 $1, to get it fixed. Now, right now, even though I'm balling, I don't have $1,000 <laughs> laying around, you know? That's, that's just, just I, yeah, I've got time. some things tied up, you know? We're and making and money. It's, yeah. <laughs> And it's, it's not going to be a long time for me to get it fixed, but it's not going to be instantly, right? Yeah. But in the fact that I can take that and say, you know what, this is part of the bad of life, and God wants me to enjoy this experience as well, right? Yeah. Now, it's not a major emergency inconvenience, blah, blah, blah. And, of course, I've been broke before, so I know how to maneuver. You know what I'm saying? It's not the end of the world for That's me. essential for everybody. Yeah. You <laughs> used to be broke once in your life. <laughs> so I know how to maneuver. I know how to, you know, get rides, take the bus, ask maneuver. people, things like that. And so in that space, it's not the end of the world. I'm not at the end of my rope because I can receive, okay, this is just a part of life. And so my wife and I are sharing rides sometimes, and now it's more opportunity for us to talk in times that we weren't talking before. And it's more opportunity. Now we're spending more time together. We're on the road together, da da da, da because we're going wherever we're going. You know what I'm saying? And it's an opportunity for her to see me calm in what could be see, perceived as an emergency. It's an opportunity for me to allow her to be a helpmeet in our marriage in a space where I might have been trying to take care of everything and provide and blah, blah, blah. And now here's a space where I can really allow her to really dig into our family and be a part of that put a part of that solution, which then increases her experience and her growth and her maturity. And so all of this is coming from my car breaking down. Or I could just be like, oh God, why did my car break down? Jesus, I pray in the mighty name of Jesus that you will send the money. You know, yeah, I I know how to make the money. And if you don't know how to make the money, you can find an opportunity to make the money. You can work more hours. You can get a part-time job. You can, you know, do certain things legally. 
please, legally. <laughs> do legal things. <laughs> please. You know, it, I just wanted to say it kind of amazes me that people have that approach to Christianity, that he wants riches and success for you, because weren't all 12 apostles except one killed because of their faith? <laughs> yes. Yeah. Riches well, and success is not a theme in the Bible it's anywhere. Not. Like, it's more about abundance, though. God said he would give- Abundance in what? Well, abundance could be in anything. That could be in your spiritual life and in your physical life. You can have abundance in peace. So why do we always interpret in it to be cash? Well, God, look, I'm speaking for myself. <laughs> <laughs> the crown of the wise is the- Oh, God. <laughs> <laughs> but, I mean, I think about, you know, all the persecutions Paul went through. But what you were going through, you know, what you were just saying there- there was a reason why he went through those persecutions. Yeah. So he could write it in exactly. his epistles about yeah. it, saying, look, I went through all these persecutions to show that my word is true or what I'm saying is true of right. the word of God and other reasons. But it wouldn't have been as effective if he didn't go through those persecutions. Right. And what does it say? I think it's Paul or Peter that says, be happy in tribulations. Mm-hmm. I don't know the rest of the scripture. I think I, yeah, I think that <laughs> well, I was got the Paul. Summary. It was but Paul. I, <laughs> but I remember as well that there was another verse where um, I think it was Paul and Peter were in jail and they were still singing praises. Yeah. Oh, and their shackles broke off and they got I mean, released. That that happened. That, that happened, happened as well. That happened later, but they were also singing praises before that. You know, they were in jail a lot. Well, that, exactly. and that's kind of the point for preaching the word of God, though. But that's but even outside of preaching the word of God, that's kind of the point is that we don't sit and just think that we're going to always be successful. God wants us to enjoy the good of life and the bad of life. He wants us to have a full spectrum of life so that we can experience all that life has to offer. And that includes some bad things happening here and there. And so we absolutely positively must be operating in faith and on something that the Lord has told us and understand that whatever God is telling us doesn't necessarily mean it's going to be successful every time because maybe his goal isn't success for us. And so just because God told you to do something doesn't mean you're going to make $100,000 doing it. It doesn't mean that you're going to have happy children. You might have unhappy children. And they might be unhappy to teach you about your own unhappiness. Okay. Well, can we talk about the Old Testament? Because I didn't see anybody, everybody in the Old Testament had prosperity in their life. They did? I mean, they had some low times. Everybody? But they did have some low times, so name someone. You mean the entirety of the time that they were in Egypt, in bondage, as slaves? The only reason why they were had to go through that is because they disobeyed. Am I wrong? Yes. Yes. Oh, okay. Well, never mind. I'm not that safe, <laughs> clearly. They had to go through um, 40 years in the desert. Because right. of disobedience. But they weren't slaves because of disobedience. Well, yeah, you're right, because when King David and his family died off, they said they didn't know of those people, and they made them slaves again. <laughs> That's wrong. <laughs> Pastor Mike, go ahead. I need you to confirm. No? Yes? No? Warm, hot, cold? Uh, I'm Next. not sure. Think about it. <laughs> <laughs> we want to make sure that we're looking at things in the proper perspective, and we want to make sure that we are operating on what is actually faith. So if you needed a quick, fast definition of what faith is, Faith is doing what God said. That's it. You can be all deep and wonderful. You can 
exegete it. You can commentary it. You can do whatever you want to. But the substance of what faith is, faith is doing what God says. Because the Bible says faith come by hearing, hearing by the word of God. It says that faith is the substance of hope. And it says without works, your faith is dead. Faith without works is dead. So faith is actually doing what God said to you. Right? And so when we come back from this break, we're going to talk about how we can take that faith and we can incorporate some focus on top of that faith so that we can see the success that we're looking to see. Right Moment now. of clarity, Stefan G. Be back in a bit. Want to never miss an episode of Moment of Clarity? Subscribe to the podcast on iTunes, Google, or tune in. Moment of Clarity is your man, Stefan G. And we're talking about faith and focus on today's show. Yes, we are. And so, yeah, we, we, we have to take in the idea that everything is not always going to be successful just because God told us to do it, because we might not always understand the reason he told us to do it. Now, granted, at the end, it's going to be okay. Why? Because all things work together for those who are, who I was going to say, who are good. And that's totally not what the scripture says. <laughs> but all no, things, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> all things work together for those who love the Lord and are called according to his purpose. Um, and we can get into what that means, but we're talking about faith and focus. And so one of the ways that you can ensure how can I say this? Because it's not guaranteed success, but ensure that you'll get the most out of what you're doing. I'll say it like that, right? Because we want to stay focused, right? We don't want to be like Mike, you know, all over the place, doing a hundred different things for no reason. Yep. I'm a mess. We don't want to be like We that. all are. <laughs> but we want to be able to get the most out of what we're doing. Tina, do you feel like in your life right now, with the things that you're doing, that you're getting the most out of what you're doing? No. How come? I'm not allowing myself to experience what I'm doing. I don't have the time because I'm on to the next thing. I don't have the time to really take in. Tell us about that. Well, thank you. I shall tell you about that. <laughs> it started in the summer of 2018. I'm joking. So, <laughs> but it's like I'm going from one thing to the next. So if I have a project at work that I love, I'm enjoying, I'm really getting into, well, now I have to do the radio show and get myself prepped. I have to spend time with God. I have to make sure that my son has my time. So those are the things that are lingering in the back of my mind all while I'm trying to put my all into this project that I'm doing. And I'm not focused to know that, okay, well, right now, this is where I'm at. This is where my focus should be. And then when I leave there, then I go on to the next thing. But a lot of times, like I said, the opportunities come up to where you have, you have like five or six things that you have to do. And you're not, because you're adding on things. And if you have too much on your plate, how can you ever be focused and, I guess you could say, working in excellence mm -hmm. in the things that you are called to do? What about you, Mike? Do you find yourself focused, unfocused? Um, are you getting the most out of the things that you're doing? I am not getting the most out of the things I'm doing. Tell us more about it's that. It's not necessarily because of a lack of focus. It's sort of a different issue, but there are definitely times where I have my hand in too many baskets. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. A lot of it isn't, it isn't even fear of missing out. Sometimes it's just like, 
I can't say no. <laughs> like people ask me to do things, and okay. I just like that's a good reason too. I know a lot of people like this. that. Yeah. Like so, yeah. Like sometimes people want me to do things, and I really don't have the time. But it's like, oh, they really need me, so I'm just right. I'm so just for you, yes. it's more for you. It's a little bit of focus, but also some boundary issues. Oh. Yes. Okay. Yes. I know for me, for a long time, I was not getting the most out of what I was doing. Um, my and I still suffer from this. I don't want to act like I'm. I've, I'm clear. I'm clean. No, I'm still addicted to it a little bit. Um, but for mine, it was a lot of fear. Not necessarily yeah. fear of missing out, but more of fear of failure. Mm. Um, yeah, I have that. I have that too. Yeah. So I, I was so worried that I wasn't going to be successful in it, so I just didn't start. Mm. Um, you know what I mean? Man, you hit the nail on the head of where I'm That's at right good. now. And so, but we recognize that all of these are are rooted in some type of fear somewhere, yes. right? Yes. And so, well, so we ask, what is focus? Right? What is focus? Focus is. Um, Focus is the center of activity, attraction, or attention. Uh, focus is directed attention. Um, focus is, is direction, a state or a condition of permitting, excuse me, a state or condition of permitting clear perception or understanding. I like that one the best. A state or condition of allowing clear perception and understanding. Or you could even say being fully present in the moment, mm-hmm. right? Because being fully present in the moment allows you to get a clear perception and an understanding of all that's going on and all that's associated with and all the possibilities and the opportunities in this one moment that we're in, right? And so kind of like what what Tina was saying where she's, you know, in this project at work, but she's got these other things lingering in the back of her mind. If If she takes the time to be fully present in that space and all the things that are lingering in her mind, just let them go. You know, the Bible says, uh, what does it say about worry for today? Because there's enough worry for today instead of Don't tomorrow. Don't worry about tomorrow. Yeah. Tomorrow t- has its own problems. Yeah. Right. Exactly. Exactly. Look, Look I at told y'all. y'all I'm saved. I told y'all. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. So therefore, do not worry about tomorrow, for tomorrow has enough problems of its own. Right. And so instead of worrying about those, all those other things that has to be done, because they have enough problems of their own, all locked up into that. Right. For each thing, each place that we can be focused, there's probably 18 branches of that tree that there's things that need to be done in that tree. You know what I'm saying? That's good, yeah. So if it's like I'm focused on, I'm working on this project at work, but I'm thinking about what I'm going to make when I get home for dinner. Well, what I'm going to make when I get home for dinner has its own things. It's about what am I going to make? What can I make? What's the recipe? There's seasoning there. Right. Do I have all the ingredients? Is this what the people want to eat? How many times have we eaten it? Is it healthy for me? Is it part of my diet? There's all these things inside each one of these particular categories. When you put it in that perspective, it makes it seem like you really and truly cannot be focused on multiple things. It's very difficult. A lot of people say it's not possible to multitask, even though we think we're multitasking. Women can multitask. But you can't. Because we're great. Because the, the truth of the matter is, if I'm sitting at my laptop and I call myself multitasking, so let's say I'm researching this thing, but I'm also answering emails. Well, the truth is, when I'm answering emails, I'm not researching anything. I'm actually just answering emails. Or watching a movie while you're doing payroll. Yeah. No, you're you not. You can't do both. <laughs> <laughs> you're only, the time you're watching the movie is when you're actually watching the movie. And when you're doing the payroll, you're not watching the movie. You're looking Something's at the screen. Lack, yeah. yeah. And so we have to find ourselves in a place where we can be fully present in the time and the action and the thing that we're doing so that we can get the most out of that space. God brought a, a scripture up into my mind. And I would I didn't like it when he first had it, me read it. Me either. Um, 
But I'm going to read an English standard version since since Tina's going to look at me funny. Go ahead. Take it to the people in King James. <laughs> Thus saith the Lord. And so English standard version says, it's James 1, says, Count it all joy, my brothers, when you meet trials of various kinds. For you know that the testing of your faith produces steadfastness, and let steadfastness have its full effect, that you may be perfect and complete, lacking nothing. Right? And we all, we, I don't want to say we all, but most of us know this scripture. The count it all joy when you go through diverse trials, right? Mm-hmm. Count it all joy when you go through diverse temptations is what King James Version says. And the temptation is just something trying to draw your attention. When the devil tries to tempt us, what is he doing? He's trying to distract you, trying to draw your attention away from whatever it is that you're supposed to be focused on. Or if we use what we're talking about now, trying to draw your attention from whatever it is that you're supposed to be fully present in at that moment. Mm -hmm. And here's the thing. If we're operating our focus correctly, then the thing that we're fully present in is whatever God said. Why are you pointing at me when you said that? Because <laughs> you're the person in the studio. <laughs> the okay. thing that we're fully focused on is whatever God says. So we're fully, we have, we are fully present in the word that God has spoken to us. And the devil's trying to distract us and, to, and, and bring diverse temptations towards us. That's so true. I be in my diet and then I see a commercial about Taco Bell. It's a distraction Man, that, from the enemy. That's what Stefan was talking about, yeah. yeah I mean, I'm not... <laughs> Man. <laughs> and I know a lot of people talk about... I know a lot of people talk about this scripture in different areas, but if you listen to the words that it's saying, it's applicable here as well. It's applicable with Taco Bell commercials as well because the temptation is... What? Trying your faith, right? It is testing what God said to you. Mm-hmm. What did God say to you about Taco Bell, Tina? He said to me, I need to start eating better and exactly. making better eating choices. And so you see, you've made the decision to start eating better. The diverse temptation comes your way, Taco Bell. It's testing the word of God, which is the mm-hmm. faith, yes. and your ability to do what God said, and it's working your patience at the same time. Amen, yes. And so you're having to have patience in order to stay Fully present. I have to re say the word of the Lord. Right. And you're over and over you again. have to stay fully present in the idea that he wants you to eat better. And yeah. so you want to have you want to let patience have its work and that it may be perfect and you may want nothing, including Taco Bell. We may get paid for this. <laughs> anyone work for Taco Bell. And then the scripture goes on to say, if you lack wisdom, which means you don't know how to execute the thing that God is telling you to execute. If you lack wisdom, ask God, He gives wisdom liberally. And he doesn't chastise you for it. And he goes on to say, so ask in faith, not wavering, not doubting, because God has already told you, right? Not doubting the word of God, what God is saying. Mm -hmm. For he that wavereth is like the wave of the sea, driven with the wind and tossed. So here's the key. Let not that man think he shall receive anything from the Lord, for a double-minded man is unstable in all his his ways. ways. Uh, That's the kicker. And so when we lose focus and we try to focus on 17 things all at the same time, what are we? We are unstable in all our ways. Yeah, that's good. If you look at that word unstable in the Greek, it means inconsistent or inconstant. Hmm. It means to place down. And you have too many things going on. It's, it's hard to be consistent. That's right. In all those things. So. And the word of the God, y'all, is it's real life. It, it is really real is. life. Yeah. It really is real life. And so in these spaces, we can see places where we're not being focused because first of all, we don't have anything to, we don't have anything to stand on. 
So we're just kind of grasping at straws because we're afraid that we're going to miss out or we're afraid we're not going to be successful or we don't have any boundaries or we're afraid of whatever that thing is because the boundaries thing comes from a fear that they either aren't going to like you or aren't going to want you. It's a self-esteem issue, Mm -hmm. you know? True, Pastor Mike. Mm -hmm. (laughs) And so all of these issues come from a place and it looks like the root of this place is fear. Right? God did not give us a spirit of fear. Exactly. But of a sound mind. Sound mind. You know, not double-minded mind. Yeah. yeah. Not two-spirited. Oh. Not wavering in all its ways. Go ahead. But a sound mind. That sound mind comes from faith, and faith is doing what God says. If God has not spoken a word to you, then you cannot have faith. So there was one word that kept speaking to me when you were saying those verses, and it's been even beyond the show it's been speaking to me and that's patience that's a tough one but that's that's also a part of faith it is patience it absolutely is and i think the lack of patience patience also comes from fear oh for sure like you're running out of time yeah or do you have the time to be where you want to be right or you're living in the land of should have oh did i tell you i've been there yeah You've got a condo down there, don't you? What? You You saw that? (laughs) On social media all the time in that land. (laughs) (laughs) And so what do we do, Tina? I think one thing that I've learned is we have to really just give it to God and know that if it's not to be accomplished, if it's not to be done, God's will will always, what's that word? It's a big word I'm trying to use. I can't think of it. But <laughs> Use the little word instead. Oh, the tiny word. God's will will always prevail. There you go. Over what it is that we want in our life if we give our life to him, if we're submitted to him. So it's just not worrying that if I have enough time or if this is going to happen or, or the fear of losing out, if we're really submitted to him. Because with God, time is infinite. God doesn't work on time. That's what kills me. That God does not work on time. I know. I'm with you there. Like, God, you didn't just see these two years? <laughs> but, you know, it's funny because that's what, going back to what we were talking about last week, that's what causes us to want to try to take control and be in charge of everything and run all over the place like with how, our lives. How many times can you admit that you say, God, I'm waiting on you, but in the back of your mind, you gave God a time limit? <laughs> like, yep. I'm waiting on you for 90 days, and then <laughs> I'm going to start working in that direction. That's so funny. So, so true. And, and, it's a, and it is a balancing act, right? Because there's sometimes, you know, just like the Bible says, faith without works is dead. So there's things you have to do, like we talked about with Mike. If God tells him to start a religious uh, radio show, well, then you, there's an aspect of discovery there. You don't just sit until God tells you the next direction. Right. Because like we said, that's not that's infancy. If God says, "Okay, do this now, do this now, do Mm -hmm. this now, do this kind of like we did with the kids outside. Right now, sit down. You're in charge of making sure there's no mess. You're in charge of making sure people don't get too loud. Blah, blah, blah. That's what we do with children. Right. But there's an aspect of discovery as when you become an adult and as you mature. And God wants us to discover this life that he's given us. He wants us to mature as well, whether we're ready or not. He knows what we're ready for. So sometimes we're like, well, God, you could just tell me. (laughs) <laughs> you know, what's really interesting is we were reading from James earlier and mm-hmm. later in James, it talks about, you know, what we, we've been just talking about, you know, James 4, verse 13, come now you who say today or tomorrow, we will go to such and such a city and spend a year there and engage in business and make a profit. 
Yeah, you don't know what your life will be like tomorrow. Yeah. You are just a vapor that appears for a little while and then vanishes away. Instead, you ought to say, if the Lord wills, mm. we will live and also do this or that. But as it is, you boast in your arrogance. All such boasting is evil. Therefore, to the one who knows the right thing to do and does not do it, to him it is sin. Mm. You heard that, Tina? I'm a favorite. That was for us. All for us. For the one who knows the right thing to do but does not do it, to him is sin. It's a sin. Sin. To know what to do and not do it. That's right. But when you make a decision, when you're about to do something in your life, it should be if the Lord wills. If the Lord Lord wills. We will live and also do this or that. That's right. Nobody ever puts that first. No way. No. It's always like, I will. I will. Or I'm going to, and God, let this be your will. That's right. (laughs) There you go. That's That's, exactly what it becomes. And that's where the hope is. Or we just say, I'm going to, and I believe God will. Mm -hmm. We don't even ask for him to let it be his will. We just implant his will on top of it. And he will. He's going to support me. He's going to make sure I'm successful. And then at times, God does what we do with stupid children and pulls us out of our mess and does gives us the money anyway. Right? Yeah. And they're like, well, grace. how many times you told your kid, well, you done put a, a year into this thing. I guess I'll just go ahead and finish it for you. Or you've been doing this for, you know, three months. I guess I'll just go ahead and blah, 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 blah. You are a nice parent. <laughs> <laughs> Good for you. But that doesn't necessarily mean that's where we're supposed to be. You know? Absolutely. And so we have to make sure if we work backwards, you know, I love to work backwards. So we have to make sure that number one, we have a word from God to have faith on. First step, guys. Right? What is God telling you to do? Where is he telling you to focus? And then once you get that word, then you can have faith. Then you can be fully present in that moment and focus on it and make sure you're getting all you can out of that moment, that time, that experience, that project, that whatever it is, so that you can then apply certain principles to be successful. But you also have to determine what success is in that space. Oh, that's a whole different conversation. Whole different show. Look, I enjoyed this show. I don't know if it blessed anyone else, but it blessed my whole life. You're going to be ready for a new one next week? Absolutely. This is going to be so exciting. Listen, go leave us ratings and reviews on iTunes. Leave us a five-star rating. Give us a review. Let us know how we do. Check us out on Facebook, facebook.com slash Radio, and on Instagram at Radio. I'm your man, Stefan G. We'll catch y'all next week. Later.